Spy Catcher. A series of true stories of the unceasing search for enemy spies in wartime, based on the memoirs of Lieutenant Colonel Areste Pinto of the Allied Counterintelligence Service. This week's story is entitled, Three from Spain. The part of Colonel Pinto is played by Bernard Archer. Examining and interrogating the thousands of refugees and escapers who reached wartime England from the occupied countries was always a painstaking and sometimes tricky job. Among every hundred genuine escapers, there could be one potential spy. The examination room at my headquarters was a converted schoolroom with long wooden benches, and here, each morning, my team of examiners would gather to inspect the personal property of the escapers that they would later interrogate. Pocketbooks, diaries, wallets, fountain pens, matchboxes, bus tickets, all had to be thoroughly examined, and each could tell a story. I was in the examination room one morning, inspecting the belongings of a Danish lawyer named Helvig. My assistant, Captain Lagos, was inspecting a wallet belonging to another escaper. Colonel? Hmm? What is it? What do you make of this white powder, sir? Oh, send it to be analyzed. And what about these, sir? Uh, orange sticks. Hmm. Anything else in the wallet? Cotton wool? I expect so, sir. Just a moment. Hmm. Yes, sir, it's here. A wad of cotton wool. Gruntlich kind. Sir? Paranet. The German love of Paranet. Orange sticks? Cotton wool. And if this powder is pyramidon powder? Yes, for secret writing, sir. Who is he? A Belgian, sir. Eugène Timmermans. How did he come here? Through France, to Spain, sir, and to Lisbon. The Belgian consul in Lisbon gave him a priority passage. He's a merchant sailor. A merchant sailor? Well, sir, we've caught him. We've caught him with these. Mm, I wonder. Supposing he denied they were his. It says that you planted them. I've just found them. Well, Captain, my one came through Spain, too. Um, I'll take them both. Give me a complete list of everything that Timmermans brought with him. I'll see him in my room. And um, let me have his papers. Timmermans, sir. Well, come in. Thank you, sir. All right, all of it. Sit down. Uh, you are Alphonse Louis Eugene Timmermans. Sir? Well, yours seems to be a straightforward case. I see your consul in Lisbon gave you priority for the journey to England. Yes, sir. I was uh, quite a waiting list, but they want me for the merchant navy. You're keen to join? Yes, sir. When did you leave Belgium? Uh, four months ago. I was working at the docks in Antwerp. Hmm. I see from the consul's report that you travelled alone. I prefer to look after myself. How long did it take you to reach Spain? From Antwerp? Oh, three weeks to reach the Spanish frontier, sir, and a week to get across the mountains. <laughs> three days thinking it out and four days climbing. Four days? Well, four nights. I, I hid up in the daytime and I climbed at night. When were you caught? Well, when I was over the mountains, I gave myself up um, at a little Spanish village. Berga. Uh, I thought that was best. Was it? Well, I don't know. I wonder. I gave myself up to a farmer. I asked him to send for the police. He was only too keen. When they came, 
I asked them to get me to Barcelona and tell the Belgian consul I was there. Offered them money to do it. I took the money quick enough. I took everything I had. Sent me to Miranda del Ebro. Oh, the prison camp. Ah. Were there many escapers in that camp when you were there? Oh, about um, 60, I think. I met uh, three Frenchmen there. They'd been in more than a year. Oh, and communists. Lots of communists. And how long were you there? Three months and four days. I was there a month before my consul came. Then it took two months to get me out. And then? Then? Oh, simple. I was taken to the consulate. Bath, shave, good food. Sent to Lisbon, flown to England. Hmm. Well, it doesn't seem any need to keep you longer. You'll want to join a ship as soon as you can. Uh, Brixham, isn't it? Yes, sir. Well, here's your rucksack and your belongings. I hope you'll find everything there. Oh, thank you, sir. Sure, it's all right. If you don't mind, I'd like you to check each item against this list and sign it. Uh, we like to have an official receipt. Oh, I'll sign it, sir. No, no, no. We'd rather you check the list. We have 30 or 40 cases every day, and sometimes things get mixed. We don't like that to happen. Well, we do our best. So please check each item on the list carefully before you give the receipt. Oh, very good, sir. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, yes, it's all correct, sir. Well, just sign the receipt. Huh? Oh, oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah? Thank you. Well, is that all, sir? Not quite. Before you go, perhaps you'll explain why you're carrying these items. What items, sir? These items. In your wallet. Now, don't waste time to moments. You've checked and signed for them. Let me have the wallet. Oh, the wallet, sir? Oh, you can have it for a moment. You had me scared. I, I thought I'd done something wrong. These items. This powder, these sticks, and this. Oh, I can explain, sir. All right. Explain. Oh, it was when I was in Miranda Prison, sir. I shared a cell with six communists. Oh, I, I told you that. You didn't. Well, I told the other officer, and I told my consulate, Lisbon. Go on. Well, there were ten of us in the cell, with three Frenchmen and six Spanish communists. One morning, a guard came and took some of the communists away. One of them slipped me this wallet, sir. He asked me to keep it for him till he came back. Well, sir, he didn't come back. He shot him. And I kept the wallet. It's a good strong one, sir. I'm not concerned with the wallet, Timmerman. I'm concerned with these. Oh, they were in the wallet, sir. I just left them there. Why? Well, things like that come in handy. For what? Manicuring your nails? Show me your fingernails. Not very clean, are they? No, sir. Sit down. Now, you're no fool, Tom Runs. Neither am I. Let's be quite honest with each other. We both know what these are for. Well, yes, what you said, sir. Manicuring your nails. Oh, I'll refresh your memory. These are the simple tools of a spy. You take this powder, you dissolve it in water and alcohol. You take an orange stick and you dip it into the solution and write. The writing is invisible. If you'd use the pen, the metal nib might leave scratches on the surface of the paper. So an orange stick is better. But even this might leave a telltale scratch. So you take a little cotton wool and you twist it around the point like this. Now the writing is quite invisible, and there are no scratches. Ah. Oh. oh, do you think that's what this communist was doing, sir? There was no communist, Timmermans. I swear to you, sir. If I had time, I could give you word for word the lecture that your German masters gave you. How you write between the lines of an ordinary letter. How you mail it to an address in Lisbon or Madrid. But do you think I'm a spy? I know you are. Oh, I'm not. I, I, I'm a loyal Belgian. 
I came here to serve in the Merchant Navy. Well, I was questioned by my own consul in Lisbon. How long were you in Lisbon? Four weeks. How long were you in Madrid? I was never in Madrid. Then where did you get in touch with the Germans? In Barcelona? I was never in touch with them. When did they slip you into the Miranda prison? They didn't. I gave myself up when I crossed the mountain. When did they train you as a spy? Where? Madrid? Are you calling me a liar? Easy, Timmermans. There are armed guards in the corridor. Violence won't help you. Won't you believe the truth? When you tell me the truth. And next time you will tell me the truth. Take him to a cell. Next time, I want the truth. I've told you. Take him. This way. And send Captain Lagos. Yes, sir. Oh, come in, Captain. How did you go, sir? Well, he denies they're his. And he has a good story. Sharing a cell with communists in Spain. One of the commies slipped it to him. He liked the look of it and kept it. Do you think that's true? No. But thinking isn't enough. We have to prove it. And if he's a spy, he's a pretty dangerous one, failing in and out of our ports. Well, who else is there to see? Do you have the list? Uh, yes, sir. Here it is. Oh, 58. Most of them have been cleared, sir. I've ticked them. No, uh, but three. Timmermans, the swimmer Veras, and the lawyer Helvig. I don't know what it is about Spain, but some of them come out with the most fantastic stories. Well, I'll, uh, I'll see Helvig first. Yes, sir. He's waiting. Hans Helvig. Helvig, sir. Come in. Please sit down. Uh, thank you, Captain. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, you are Hans Helvig, Danish national, born Copenhagen, occupation lawyer. Yes, sir. Hmm. Your statement says that you travel the escape route from Copenhagen to Spain to Barcelona. Yes, sir. Well, let's deal with your arrival in Barcelona. What time of day did you reach the city? I told the officer. I have a report on what you told the officer. Now, tell me. It was late evening, sir. It was dark. I think it was about ten o'clock. Where did you spend the night? At the Hotel Continental. On what floor is the restaurant? Uh, it was late when I reached the hotel, I sir. know it was late when you reached the hotel. After such a long journey, you would be hungry, so it occurs to me that... I was hungry, sir, but the restaurant was closing. I had a light supper sent to my room. And in the morning? I left early, sir. Hmm. Where did you go? To the British passport office. How did you go? By taxi? No, sir. I walked. How long did it take you? Oh, uh, about 15 minutes, sir. More or less. Well, what was it? More or less? Oh, uh, perhaps a little more, sir. Uh, it may have been 20 minutes. Hmm. Brisk walk? Yes, sir. It was. You're quite a good liar, Helvig. You answer quickly. But you're not good enough. What do you mean, sir? When I asked you about the Hotel Continental, which floor the restaurant was on, you suspected a trap. So you got round it by saying vaguely that it was late and the restaurant was closing. Well, it's true that in your native Copenhagen, the restaurant might be closing at that hour. But not in Spain. Now, I know the Continental. The restaurant is on the second floor, which is rather unusual. And it's, it's busiest at midnight. 
But let's forget that for the moment. Just look at this. Now, I'll draw you a little map. Watch carefully. Here is the Hotel Continental on the Rambla de Catalunya. Here is a large square, the Plaza de Catalunya. At the end of the square is the Paso de Gracia. And here, just here, is the British Passport Office. If you had stayed at the Continental, which you didn't, you could have seen it from your bedroom window, which is just across the square. You could have strolled there in less than five minutes, maybe three minutes. How did you get to our passport office in Barcelona? In a German car? No, sir, I didn't. Do you still insist that you stayed at the Continental? I know it well. Do you want me to question you further? No, sir. I didn't stay there. I was boasting. I didn't have any money, As sir. As a I lawyer, you must know how dangerous it is to lie. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. I hadn't any money, and when I arrived... Helvig, I... I've no time to listen to lies today. I'm very busy. I'm going to let you cool your heels until tomorrow. And when I send for you, I want the truth. But I tell you, sir, I... Ah! All right, Helvig. Away. Uh, send in Barat. Yes, sir. Jules Barat was the third of the lone wolves, the three who claimed to have travelled alone to Spain. And I was always suspicious of lone wolves, men without friends and with fantastic stories to tell. He was a, a young Belgian, and his story was the most fantastic of the three. I'd questioned him before and given him a night to sleep on it. Come in. Did you sleep well? Yes, sir. Um, all right, orderly. Uh. Sit down, Verant. Now, I have spent the morning with two other escapers from Spain who claim to have come out on their own. I've had my fill of cock and bull stories for the day, so let's be sensible. Yes, sir. You came out through Lisbon? I came out from Gibraltar, sir. They sent me from Gibraltar to our consul in Lisbon. Well, why did you separate from your group? Why were they captured and not you? I don't know, sir. In a group, you get caught. When we got to Spain, I, I went on my own. And reached Gibraltar? By swimming. Why didn't you enter Gibraltar in the ordinary way? There's a Spanish police post, sir. You can't get past. I didn't want to be caught in Spain. So you swam to Gibraltar from La Linea? Yes, sir. At night. But when you arrived at Gibraltar, there was no sign that you had swam. Your clothes, all your possessions were perfectly dry. I know, sir. But they didn't doubt my story. Hmm. They shipped you rather quickly to Lisbon. And now that you're here, I doubt your story. Why, sir? No, I don't doubt at all that you could swim from La Linea to Gibraltar. A strong swimmer could do that. But I do doubt that you could swim with your full pack and not get it wet. You insist that it was the pack you brought here? Yes, sir. Together with all your clothing? Yes, sir. I've weighed them, Bera. Your pack would have weighed 40 pounds. Now, you're a big lad and you're strong enough. But I don't believe that you could swim that distance with a 40-pound pack on your neck without getting it wet. I did, sir. All right. You could spend the rest of the day talking and get nowhere. But at least I can test your story. There's a swimming pool in the grounds of this school. Since I spoke to you yesterday, I've measured it. If you swim 40 times round the pool, not from end to end, but 40 times round it without touching the sides, that'll be roughly the distance that you claim to have swum. I've had your pack made up to 40 pounds. If you fail to swim the distance, or if you get that pack wet... I understand, sir. All right. 
We'll see. Captain Davis? Yes, sir. Uh, you've made up the pack to 40 pounds? 40 pounds exactly, sir. Now, one last word, Verrat. If you've lied to us, if you can't make this swim, not one of my men will lift a finger to save you. Yes, sir. Or would you rather tell the truth now? You understand, sir. I was in very great danger at the time. You're in much greater danger now. I will take the test. Very well. Take him to the swimming pool. Very good, sir. This way, Verrat. Are you ready, Verrats? Yes, sir. Do you agree with the weight of the pack that that is 40 pounds? Yes, sir. Do you want any string or rope to tie it with? Yes. It was one piece of rope, about five feet. Hmm. Like this? Yes, sir. I'll tie it myself. Ready? Hmm. All right. 40 times round the pond in your own time. And remember... Once you start swimming, you mustn't touch the bottom or the sides. In you go. Come on, sir. Come in. Sit down, please. Ah, two moments. We were having a difference of opinion, weren't we, about some articles that you brought to England. You called me a liar. That's right. And until you convince me that I'm wrong, I still call you a liar. Have you anything to add to your story? I've told you the truth. Good. And you'll be able to tell it again. And you'll be able to answer questions on your journey. Uh, where were you when you decided to make this journey alone? I told you. I know what you told me. Just answer my question. Where were you when you decided to make this trip to England? I was in Antwerp working in the docks. As a sailor? As a laborer. Germans were calling up sailors, sir. I pretended I was a dock laborer. Were you in touch with any members of the underground at the docks? Well, I wasn't in touch with them. I, I knew three or four. Did you ask their help? Yes, they obtained travel papers for me. Did they suggest that you should join an escape group? Yes, I said I preferred to travel on my own. Did they try to persuade you against this? Yes, I said I could look after myself. I had money. What kind of papers did they get you? Oh, Work permit? Uh, a fake work permit to work in the coal mines at Lille. Any trouble there? No. Well, there were Germans at the station checking permits, but I had no trouble. <laughs> One of them showed me where to get the bus for dinner. Dinner? Uh, that's where I was going to work. Uh, that's what the work permit said. You went to dinner? Yes, to get in touch with the underground. I'd been given the name of a man. His name, please. Well, oh, he... These names are confidential. We have the names of all the resistance leaders. It's our job. His name, please. Jean Lambert. Describe him. Well, uh, five foot seven, five foot eight. Stocky, round shoulders. Oh, going bald. Uh, big rough hands. Does that satisfy you? Hmm. Up to this point, I believe your story. Now, keep it that way. What happened at dinner? I saw Lambert. He took the faked work permit uh, for the coal mines. He gave me a new permit, a seaman's permit, to travel to Marseille. You then travelled south. Tell me about the French trains. Which train did you take from Lyon? I didn't. I'd had enough of trains with all that checking. And what did you do? I pinched a bicycle. And cycled to the Spanish frontier? Yes. You're a liar. Oh, one minute you say I'm telling the truth, and 
Look, haven't I given you all the details? You've given me details as far as Denain. After that, no corroboration. A fairy story about a bicycle trip. Were you caught by the Gestapo? I was never caught. I can look after myself. Pinto. Who? Uh, um, I'll tell Captain Lagos to stay with him. If he wants me, he can send for me. Now, uh, two moments. I'm not prepared to go through this tedious fairy story with you. I've been treating you as an intelligent person. I hope to get some response. But the Germans knew better. They treated you as a fool. What do you mean? Somewhere after Denain, you were caught by the Germans. You can't... Later, you will tell me about it. For the moment, listen to me. They offered you your freedom. And you accepted it. They tried to teach you to be a spy. But you weren't a very good pupil. I know, because you ended up with these. Orange sticks, cotton wool, and this little packet of powder. The Germans have better methods, but you couldn't pick them up. Isn't that so? So they were reduced to giving you these. Things that even a fool could use. I got the wallet from that communist. A Spanish communist? Yes. I have examined the wallet. It was made in Belgium. You are a Belgian. All this is the German method with fools to moment. They call it Grundlichkeit. Thoroughness. Now, to save your time and mine, I'm going to write a name on a piece of paper. It's the name of your German spy master. I want you to be honest with me for once, Timmerman. If I'm right, tell me so. Read it. That's the name of the man who cheated you. The man who treated you as a fool. Isn't it? Well, can't you speak? Can't you tell me the truth for once? Or must we go through the whole imbecile story again and again and again? Read the name again. Why don't you admit it and have it over? It is the name of your spy master. Yes. The man who cheated you. Yes. Now tell me, Timmons. Where were you recruited by the Germans? In France? Or in Spain. Yes? What is it? From Captain Lagos, sir. You're wanted at the swimming pool. He said it's urgent, sir. <laughs> Guard, stay with him a moment. Don't leave him until I return. Sir? Well, Captain, what is it? Verat, sir. He has completed his 40 times round, sir. Now he's doing some extras to impress us. But how's the pack? I don't know, sir. Verat! Verat! You can come out. Right, sir. Up you come. Uh, that's it. Now, oh. off with the pack. Oh. How is it? It's dry, sir. Quite dry. Feel it. Yes. Yes, it is. Where are Sir? I apologize. I had to be convinced that it could be done. I know, sir. I have a job to do. Not always pleasant, but it's for all our good. I hope there's no ill feeling. I know, sir. But I wouldn't like to do that again, sir. <laughs> I hope you never have to. Um, Lagos, look after him well. 
I'll sign your discharge papers now. Um, what would you like to do? Join the Air Force, sir. Not the Navy? <laughs> no, sir. Off with you. Get dressed. And good luck. It was always a problem, this. Friend or foe. And the safety of our country was at stake. Of the three from Spain, the three lone wolves, Jules Verratz, the swimmer, was innocent and a friend. Hans Helvig, the Danish lawyer, was suspect but unproved and was interned for the duration of the war. And Timmerman, the merchant seaman who had brought the implements of secret writing to England... Alphonse Louis Eugène Timmerman was tried at the Central Criminal Court. He was found guilty and condemned to death. He was hanged at Wandsworth Prison on July the 7th, 1942. been listening to Spycatcher, with Bernard Archard as Colonel Oreste Pinto. The script was written by Robert Barr, and the program produced for the BBC by Charles Maxwell.